This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you, Jordana. How are you? If people don't know this, I'll, I'll, I'll start the show by letting them know. We have taken some time off. We are back in the, this is our first official taping of the new year, right? It is. Uh, it's been a minute. I haven't seen you since before Christmas. I know we have a lot like I we, when we tape ahead, I, I know we do it for a reason to get ahead for the holidays and to yeah. get a little bit of break. But I come in really recharged after that. Not that I'm tired of it <laughs> <laughs> before I'm we ready leave, to go. You got a lot I, to ready, I got a lot to say. I, I got I, I got a lot to say loudly, as I usually do. But how is your new year? Tell me about your life, Jordana, because we, we hold off. We, we say save it for the pod. Let's not talk at all. We- My life is good. Um, I'm, uh, let's think. So I did my Chris, I finished my Christmas tree rating for the season. Thanks for all the, tre- I got a shit ton of these trees. Thank you for sending them. I feel like now I feel like a, um, I feel like a gynecologist, like a male gynecologist who has to sure. and like, you know, the trees are like the vaginas that I'm seeing every day. And I have to go. Mm-hmm. And now I can't enjoy the magic yeah, of Christmas because mo- I'm just looking at all the flaws, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, every male my- a gynecologist is just some judgmental vagina <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> every every male gynecologist is like, ugh, get that away from me. I saw a 10 earlier to that day. No, but I understand I mean, what you're saying. You know what I'm I, saying? It's like, <laughs> I imagine being like a plastic surgeon. It's probably something like that where we're like, can you, can you look at the person that you're with sure. or dating or like in the same... <laughs> When you know how what it could be, <laughs> I I I'll say this as a as the board lord myself. Right, I look at charcuteries. It gives you just a different angle of what is out there. That's the thing. Context is everything. You don't you didn't know that a thousand trees would have a thousand different essences. You know, yes. like and they do. And I thought they were great. They were so hilarious. Do you were. Over Christmas, did you have family of his, like a little embarrassed of their trade? Yes. Did people, yeah, this is what happened. I happens. had, you know, we, they, um, his like cousin was like, um, I, you know, I, I, I had to, I, I saw that you were ready. I had to change it. I was like moving <laughs> things around. I'm like, I'm not like some monster who's going to come into your home and start like I, spouting angry, like weird judgmental stuff. I'm like, you have to submit it. I know. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I'll be a monster at your beck and call. Right. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Well, it kind of shows you like everyone has an opinion on everything when they're like when people are like, oh, it's a judgment free zone. No, no such fucking thing. Right. Everything is a judgment full zone. Everything is judgment. Everything that you're thinking, the person across from you is thinking, Jordana, you have an opinion on trees. So does every fucking person that walked in their house. So like, but it's a, it's almost like a airing of it. So now people know it's like, yeah, I have an opinion. 
about your charcuterie, about your tree, about your wallpaper, about your daughter, about your son, about your wife, about your cousin, about your grandma, about your home, about your car, about your your everything. There is not one thing that I don't have a gut instinct opinion on. And that's we're dating apps. And this is kind of like in our conversation where it's like, this is why you shouldn't concern yourself with the you know, Jordanas of the world. Yeah, the the Jordanas coming into your house to look at your tree because it's unavoidable. You go on the, the, everyone's swiped for their own fucked up reason. And everyone's a little fucked up. No, it's, that's totally true. It's one of my favorite quotes. I think it's like, what, what what you think of me is none of my business. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Which is true. It's like, you know, everyone has a thought and like, the, the, the goal is not to like please make, make everyone love what you're doing, but it's to like not really care what everyone thinks of what you're doing. Sure. I mean, I, I uh, another great quote and I now we're, this podcast is just quoting memes <laughs> um, is another one that I, I love is like, you know, you don't want to uh, you don't want everyone to like you. You don't like everyone anyways. Right. You know, like and, and that's something people have to remember for dating. Like, I think that's a big important thing. It's like everyone on earth was not put here for you and you were not put for everyone here on earth for everyone else. And I, I think that's what gets uh, you caught in things that are just mediocre or bad or just meh is you're like, well, whatever, you know, like it's, it's at least it's someone looking at your tree, you know? Right. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but let's, should we get into today's let's get, show? let's get into it. Happy new year. It's great to see you, Jordan. It's great to talk to you and to the listeners out there. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Keep, uh, keep spreading the word. That's, that's how, that's how you thank us is by telling people about this podcast because it gets bigger and bigger. I don't know how it keeps happening. I was just riding my bike. Um, I have a little bicycle here. <laughs> I'm like the, a little bit. I'm imagining you on a trike. I'm on, yeah. I'm the I'm the wicked witch of Del Boca Vista West. I, oh um, I, and some woman was walking, and I'm talking on the phone. And listen, if people think I'm just like coming on this podcast to yell, I yell in every part of my life. Um, so I'm on the phone with someone, and I see this woman turn around, and she has headphones in, and then and I was like, she looked like she got jostled by me, and I was like, I'll I'll quiet down a little bit because I I you know I don't want to get my parents in trouble. And I get this message. She's like, my friends and I love the podcast. That was me. I saw you on the bike. Was that you on the bike? Are you in Boca? I was like, yes, so yes, funny. yes. I was like, I'm sorry you're- for ruining your walk. She was like, she was listening to the podcast right as I came by. Oh, wow. That must be like yeah. very surreal for her. Um- I- <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, he's not into it. And then you hear me coming by like, he's not into it. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing we should do like uh I, I think that's a that's very funny we should do, do something it. with that <laughs> like uh, your, or so you're in your parents house is this your room your, your special room is it your my room? special room i am now locking doors um yeah this is a whole other podcast i i don't want to get into it but i for the people that i see this is my parents house that i never grew up in so if you moved home to where you grew up i i think that's good because at least you know the nooks and crannies of your home right you know where everything is. You know where everything is. You know where how you can works. place how it works. How where you can place yourself. I am, I am legitimately at the Seinfeld house in in when they go to Florida. Like this, it. it there are so many. Well, I st- noticed you didn't make your bed, Jared. 
<laughs> I, I didn't make my bed. <laughs> well, Jess isn't here. That, that's all story. Oh my god, that's the, so funny. The bed making story. I can't even well, get you know, into it. I, I the maid isn't here. Not. She's, <laughs> she's not. Listen, I there's I have I I should start a new podcast called Del, Del Boca Vista uh, Horror Stories, and I could just tell you. But listen, I'm very happy. My parents are great and fun, and we go to you know Brendy's, the yogurt place every five minutes and then my parents tell me that I'm eating too much. So it's just a big head fuck. Jared, uh, what do you got coming up? I am doing socially distanced shows in Tampa, Tampa, Tampa. That's right. And Des Moines. I'm going to Des Moines. That is my go-to town to use as a nowhere town. And now I'm going. So Tampa Bay, Florida, Des Moines, Iowa. I am coming. I am coming. Jaredfree.com. Jaredfree.com. That's the month of February. So February, Tampa Bay, and Des Moines, Iowa. Jaredfree.com to get tickets. Uh, socially distant shows. They all have their own policies. Check in with them to see what they're all about. But Jared, let's not forget the huge announcement we have for both you and Betches this week. I'm so excited. Huge announcement. Ring that bell, Jordana. So if you- <laughs> We got a big announcement here. Ding, ding, if, ding. If you guys have ever seen any of Jared's Bachelor comment commentary, you know it's amazing. We at Betches have seen it. We love it. We couldn't we we couldn't not get involved in it. So Jared is going to be co-hosting the Betches Bachelor Bachelor podcast called The Bachelor. He's co-hosting yes. it with Kay. Kay and I will be talking all things Bachelor. We're gonna break down every episode, and I can't wait i love betches as i mean i love you jordana and sam and aileen i'm so honored to be brought into the fold on this show i love k i love the betches brand and i love the bachelor and it is my pleasure to break down the episodes with k and we're gonna i I, i'm so excited because we're already talking about new segments we're really gonna it's gonna make a show that i think people like to me it's the it's it's a sports show like to me it's like it's like nfl football it should be broken down as such and i i'm just excited to do it definitely i can't wait to hear you you scream on um what is it (laughs) tuesday more tuesday mornings wednesday mornings when does this come out tuesday mornings or tuesday afternoons it'll come out and we're already big plans in the works we're gonna make it i mean it's already a great podcast k has already built such a great fun show but i think we can i think we can really amp it up i think we can really take it to new light new heights new levels and really break down the bachelor in a way that is funny interesting and different than what's going on out there i'm very excited so guys tune in subscribe to the bachelor um and let us know what you think yeah and, and uh feedback 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 we love feedback i love thoughtful feedback not like not funny. Like that's not. Then what wasn't <laughs> funny? Like just, just fucking tell me. I'll make it funny. But I, 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 because I'm coming in here with a. You know, I love a podcast. I, I love doing this with you, Jordana. I love doing J Train. I want to come in and make this fun and exciting and really, you know, tinker with the engine a little bit because there's so much. To t- the Bachelor to me is such a teachable show for relationships, for life, for social commentary. To me, and also. I when I look at The Bachelor, and you know this from my live screams, uh, and you know this from my Bachelor preview that I do for Betches every year. I to me, The Bachelor is as much about the show and the contestants 
as it is about the audience that watches the show. The audience is also a character that is a fun thing to break down. The Bachelor is a mirror up to our souls, and I'm just so excited to talk about it. So uh, uh, please subscribe to The Bachelor if you're not already, because you're about to get Papa JT in there. The Wizard of Haas, the Sultan of Scream, is coming in to talk you some Chris Harrison and the gang. Get in there. Nothing gives me naked confidence like really nailing a tough workout. There's a real sense of power that comes from pushing your body to its limits and conquering it like a champ. But a very close second, Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's the game-changing whole body deodorant for those who love feeling confident from head to toe. And you up listeners can now receive a special offer. New customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code UUP at LumiDeodorant.com. L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Making sure that I smell good is like one of my top things to feel confident. If I'm scared that I might be like having an odor, that is going to totally throw off my confidence. So I love Lumi so I can feel confident that I'm smelling fresh every day. Lumi is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. Yes, anywhere. It's baking soda free, paraben free, and pH balanced for safe use below the belt. Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid to stop odor before it starts. More like a pre-odorant. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor for up to 72 hours. Choose from a variety of bright scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or toasted coconut. Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like mini body wash and deodorant wipes, and free shipping. As a special offer for our listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code UUP for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code UUP at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. If you're like me and shudder at the thought of low-rise jeans and pluck-thin eyebrows making a comeback, you're a millennial. And if you're a millennial, it's time to add Clarence Multi-Active Cream to your daily routine. I have to tell you, I'm a huge Clarence fan. I've been using them for years. I love, love, love them. They are such high quality. They're like a legacy brand. My skin always looks better whenever I'm using Clarence products. And it's no different with the Clarence Multi-Active Cream. You've been adulting for a while, so the daily stress of just trying to keep your life together can cause stress aging. Yes, that's a thing. The good news, Europe's number one skincare line has a solution you can trust. Rooted in nature and innovated with science, Clarins has a long legacy of creating industry-first, plant-forward products. Using a skin charger complex made of 2% niacinamide and C. holly bio-extract, Clarins Multi-Active Cream has been clinically proven to target the first visible signs of aging by smoothing lines and wrinkles, refining pores, evening tone and texture, and strengthening the skin's moisture barrier. While Multi-Active Cream can't bring back the golden age of boy bands, it can de-stress your skin. Go to Clarins.com slash UUP and get Multi-Active Day and Night Cream for 10% off, a free welcome gift, plus free shipping on your first order. That's C-L-A-R-I-N-S dot com slash UUP. UUP with promo code UUP, Clarence.com slash UUP with promo code UUP. So what are we talking about today? Today we are just, someone sent us this TikTok and they wanted our, our thoughts on it. Um, it's pretty popular TikTok. Sh- should we play it? Play it. Let's play it. So y'all are going to look me in the eye and tell me that you can remember the name of every single person you've ever hooked up with? When I first started online dating a couple years ago, I made a spreadsheet. I had things like how excited I was to meet them, how good the sex was, um, how I rated the first date, what do we do for the first date, when do we meet, what app we met on, how many dates we went on, why I stopped seeing them, their approximate height, and their occupation. 
and I made charts using my data as well because data is beautiful. 37% um, of my dates came from Tinder, another 32% came from Hinge, and I didn't really find a lot of success on the League, Coffee Meets Bagel, or Bumble. I also made a survival curve based on how first dates convert to second dates, convert to third dates. And I found for me, if I saw someone four times, I'm likely to see them 10 plus times. I took everyone's heights from their profile and I plotted it. Um, there's not a lot of guys who say they're 5'11 and a lot of guys lying about being 5'10. Let me know if you want to see more charts. So do we want to give out, we want to give out her handle, right? So people Yeah, can... and we'll share it on the, um, on the Instagram too. For sure. Her handle is finding.jenny on tiktok and finding.jenny happens to be i think she is a um she's a statistician herself she loves charts she loves graphs right um i guess i didn't i didn't know much about her i just someone emailed it and i watched yeah. it and i thought it was uh <laughs> i thought it was kind of funny and what did you um, think I what was some... your takeaway um i just think it's interesting to approach dating like it's work which I do think takes some of the fun. It's like, this is like, I would be like very impressed if an employee came to me with like this project. But when it comes to dating, I found it to be um, a little less playful and fun. But I thought some of the stuff she said was like very funny and very accurate. Like when she said, um, if, I'm, if I go on four dates, I'm likely to go on 10. And I think that's a Absolutely. very female thing. Because it's like, or maybe it's male thing too, but for me, I'm kind of like if I'm if I'm four, if I like you enough for four dates, I'll definitely mm -hmm. be in for ten. Well, I thought for, from the male point of view, I was like, yeah, you're stuck. Like there is, <laughs> <laughs> like I I kind of have I've had that thought where I've been on the fourth date and I'm like, and we've been physical, we've been together, and I'm like, well, you do have more skin in this game as far as. I look like the biggest piece of shit ever if I just bail after four. You look like a better person bailing after 10 than you do four. That's the sad side of it. The, the good side of it is, yeah, you like that person. You're enjoying their company. Right. I think that's funny like, that, that that's the male perspective on it because I'm just kind of like, oh, like we've been on 10 dates. Like You like me. Why would you not? Why, why would this not be a thing? Like Why would you continue to hang out with me if you weren't like fully in it? Sure. I and and I guess no, but that's true too. Like I I'm just saying you're never going to know. Like the four when I just heard 4 means 10, I was like, yeah, 3 means 3 is a big hump. I and I think that is for everybody. Because of the sleeping together thing? Well, I think it's because I think we 3 you're like this is as casual as it can be. 4 it's like Oh, we're, we're seeing now each other. seeing each other like and, and it's like you go from one thing to the next pretty. It's it, it's just a hump. And, and it's like a lot of this gets like I watch this video and I get why it gets made. Like, have you ever made a list of guys you're dating or any type of have you ever quantified the people you're seeing? Maybe like in college, like with my friends, it's mm. like a fun, like gamified thing. Um, I don't think it's funny. I, I remember there was a viral spreadsheet like 10 years ago. Do you remember that? I think it was like 2012 Duke, or something. The Duke girl. There was that thing. She made the deck of all the guys that she had slept with in college. But then there was, was another 2010. one. That was a while ago. And then 2012, yeah. 2013, there was a different one. I think it was on like Gawker or something. This guy wrote a spreadsheet of all his dates and he like mm. ranked their hotness and he ranked all this other stuff about them and he sent it to like one person and then it got like, Sure. spread very far and like how much money he spent on the day like like literally um sort of the yeah. same kind of thing and i get 
sort of why people do that like or a certain kind of person that's like doing <laughs> don't it don't you get- think don't you think this is unfair this is one of those male female things that we're never going to fix but it is it is just socially the way the world works i'm not complaining i'm just saying the guy makes this list he's american psycho he's an <laughs> asshole he's rating them and a woman makes this list and everyone's like Yo, yeah, you gotta, you gotta make sure you gotta keep track of these things, and it's like, don't you well, think this is one of those? Like this the is one of those things. I think for for because the intent, the I mean, I think societally intentions to be in a relationship and or get married or find something serious or intimate are societally valued higher than mm-hmm. like this is my like fuck list of like well, people I, I, you know I, what I mean like well I guess I, I guess I guess you the would intention assume, seems more pure yeah the, you would assume a, a woman's intention is to find the right one and this is all a process to find the right one and a guy's intention is to fuck a lot of women and brag about it and right. his intention of the list but, is like what's up boys and then to never stop high-fiving the rest of his life right Right. I mean, I think the like, I think there's a double standard when it like she ranked the guys on like their she like organized the list by height. If the guy did that by sure. weight, you would call him a monster. <laughs> but monster. I think if she, I think if she was, she was put making a bar graph of guys based on like income, you might also similarly think that she's like shallow in that way. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. That that's absolutely true. I I I watched this and I wasn't like put off by her as much as I was like. Like, I guess if a guy did this same TikTok, I would be put off by him. I'd be like, icky, right? you know, gross. (laughs) And when I saw it from her, my honest initial reaction was that this is something a lot of people who have trouble dating do without writing it down. They just want rules. So many people that write into us, they're like, just give me the rule. Should I want him to pay? Should I not want them to pay? How many dates should I wait until I have sex? They want rules because rules make you feel at least give you something. It gives you control. Like I, right. and I look for rules with eating. Eating is hard for me. Eating right. and, and, and staying in shape is hard for me. So I'm like, just tell me to wake up every morning and and eat oatmeal. Like like and 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 everything will be okay. Like that's what I want someone to tell me. And it's just, that's not how, you know, it shows you, to me, this was like an example of like, if you have problems dating, you have problems dating. Like, this is something that's hard for you, not the person you're seeing isn't going to make it easier for you. Right. This to me seems like almost like the calorie counting of, (laughs) of dating, which I get makes you feel more in control. There are, there is a certain, I mean, I think there's more of a science to losing weight than there is to like finding a match a little bit. Well, I would I would disagree because I do think so, what's that? Like if I'm dating, it involves other people. Like I'm it's very much my success is very much tied to other people. Well, Whereas I, like with I, dieting, I, I, it's like Well, the one th- reason I would disagree is I'm here in Florida. I'm with my parents. Last night we go to dinner. I am working with a nutritionist. I'm currently working with a nutritionist. I've mentioned it before. Alex Turoff, she's great. I send her a picture of the menu sometimes, and she'll tell me the thing to get. Afterwards, my dad is sitting there going, wow, you got a whole dollop of butter on your, on your salmon. And I'm like, no, the nutritionist said it was okay. She <laughs> said it was good. You don't know fucking shit. You have your own problems. And it's like, 
and and it's it, there are these extra external things and it's like you have to keep your eyes on the things you like and make you feel good like i i i wanted to have i felt good having the salmon that she told me was going to be a okay this podcast for a lot of people we're telling them if you don't like that the guy didn't pay for you that's a okay but then everyone has a friend that'll be like, like oh someone's a little picky and it's like shut the fuck up Right. <laughs> you know? right, but I'm just saying, like, okay, like, it's harder to to control the people that you're encountering, or like, maybe the number of quality dates you're going on, just because those aren't just about your choices. Totally, you're dealing with liars. You're dealing with another personality. I and I, I understand it completely. Yeah, it, it's different, but I I felt that when she was just going through all the numbers and yeah and and the graphs, I was like, man, this is kind of how I am with food. Like, and and. It's listen. You're, you when you go on a date with a guy who's five eight, but he says he's five ten. Like, yeah, that's gonna happen, and you have to be a okay with going. I'm not attracted to them because they're not the height I like. That is something that I was born with. In the same way that someone's born being attracted to anything, I am born attracted to this version of man or woman. I have to be okay with losing a good person. Do you think, I guess my, I, w- I would ask you, Jordana, what do you think, keep, what level of keeping track of these things should people be doing? Because there could be someone out there that's like, listen, maybe I should start writing these things down to keep myself honest. But that's why people do calorie tracking. Right. Right. They, they go, they go, I've had 12, you know, 2000 calories today, whatever the number is for them. And now I am done. And it's like. Someone could be like, I've had three dates. Is there a non-mean way? Like, I understand why this woman is. Yeah. Like, well, I think some of it is really innocent. Like, oh, like, which dating apps am I finding more success on? Are there dating apps where people are more likely to, like, just want to hook up or where the quality of people on them doesn't really, like, match what I'm looking for, Mm -hmm. let's say, or the type of people on them doesn't match what I'm looking for. I think that is, like, it's helpful to notice, like, trends in your dating or just, like, in the self-aware sense of, like, Okay, like if I if I commit to a third date, does that mean I'm like, and I'm not sure? Does that mean I'm more likely to keep going out with them even though I don't like them? That's or a good point. Yeah. If I'm sleeping with with ex guys on date one, and then I feel like it's not making me feel good. almost like what you said, like almost tying it more to your feelings of like I did this, I have a sense I did this when I was doing this. How did I feel about like yeah. when I when I slept with this guy after one date? Did I feel better or worse than like? If I slept with him after X dates or something well, like that. What you're saying is very true where these li- these types of things and it happened with the Duke woman. It happened with the guy that went viral in 2012, whatever. They tend to be things people laugh at the people they're rating. Like I think right. if someone did this for themselves, like that makes sense. Who what, was it? Friends where someone made a list of the pros and cons of their dating partner. They made like a Venn diagram and then the person found it. It was like a long came Polly. Have you seen that movie? I've seen a long came Polly. That's a funny movie. I, in a lot. Yeah. In a long came Polly. Um, John says Ro- Ross made it about Rachel. Oh yeah. I, I kind of remember that. But then also I remember in a long came Polly, uh, Ben Stiller's character is like an insurance. He is an insurance broker. So he mm-hmm. has to figure out the risk and everything. And he writes down, the positive qualities of like Jennifer. Also, I guess people are constantly ranking Jennifer Aniston's stateability because he also makes it about her versus like Deborah Messing, who's his like ex-wife who's coming back. Sure. Yeah. I, 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 this is like, you know, I guess, you know, 
I'm thinking of this as from every level of the relationship. Like, it, I, I guess when you do it when you're single, it's kind of for your own benefit. Then you do it for, it, it's always for your own benefit. But like, if you did it when you're single, being like, this keeps me on track for my dates. And then like the person you were dating found it. I don't think that's something to get mad about. But then if you did it like before, you know, you made a chart of times you were happy versus times you were upset to decide whether you move in with your significant other. Like, yeah. Isn't that like, I, I, I guess is making the list the problem? Like <laughs> at the moment you want to make the list, does that mean your relationship's over? Like, I'm 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 extending right. this into other like things I guess, because I, I guess the wait. question is is like is dating a science? Is weight loss the science, or is it like an emotional journey. a journey? <laughs> yeah, an emotion. yeah, yeah, an emotional journey of right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you ask, sir, everyone has a different answer to this. There's no right answer, but you know, there's that whole that there's always that person that looks at you and goes, "When you know, you know." And it's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Like, that's not an answer to what I need. I need, there's a 30% chance of this working out, you know, which is no one can give you. Right. And like, that's, I mean, like, that's because there, there is no, it's so much easier when there is a black and white thing, like only eat this and you'll, you know, it's like that uh, F factor shit. It's like, sure. You only eat fiber, then you're (laughs) going to have the perfect body. It's like, yeah, yeah, you can give an easy answer, but usually when someone gives you a super black and white, easy answer, they're trying to sell you something. So absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, it's scary. It's, it's all scary. Like, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I was, it's, it is, it's funny because like, we're all just like afraid of our future. Like we're all just like sitting here in constant fear of fucking up, of buttoning the shirt and missing a button and having to unbutton from the bottom up at some point down the road. Like we all want it to be smooth sailing forever. And there, and I think when you're in your 20s, when you're in your 30s, when you're dating that person, you're like, this is something I'm going out and having drinks with and having fun with, but it's also the most important decision of my life. Right. I also want, I want to take, I don't want to treat it like a job, but I also want it to be, I want it to like have an input and then get an output from it. Sure. I mean, listen, you, you, I mean, being in Florida, you're around enough sad divorce guys to see that like this can fuck you up, <laughs> you know? Like, right. So I don't know. It It is interesting. This was interesting to look at. I, 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 uh, I definitely had feelings from it. <laughs> You know? Yeah, I thought it was very interesting. We'll share it on the Instagram and, um, you know, you can hear it here and check out um, who, what what is her Jenny? What did I just call it? It was drinks dot Jenny. Jenny finding dot finding dot Jenny. I turned it. I turned it into an um, alcohol account. Finding dot. Yeah. Jenny. yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I'm wearing a Quince sweater literally right now. They make the best cashmere sweaters and they're so well-priced. It's like, honestly, my dream store. I also have an amazing down comforter from them. They cut out the middleman and they really just give you these really, really high quality items 
that last a long time and that they're at an amazing price point. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash UUP for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash UUP to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash UUP. You guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt show at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows let's do some awkward sex you ready let's do it all right you want to read it yeah, send yours in. UUP at Betches.com. UUP at Betches.com. J&J, love your podcast. Been listening for over two years now. Thank you, thank you, thank you. My awkward sex is a little gross and a lot funny. Uh-oh, buckle up. <laughs> and a lot uh, funny. <laughs> a couple we'll years ago. We'll be the judge of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> put, on your, put on your tree judging hat. <laughs> so, <laughs> a couple years ago, my boyfriend came up from Cincinnati to see me while we were long distance. We're still together now. Both live in Cincy. I love that. Postscript. Always Cincy. The love the natty. Um, yeah. so but I love that she wrote, We're still together, both live in Cincy, everything's fine. You know, like this like <laughs> But <laughs> But here we go. We're about five months into our relationship. So full, so full. Finishing blowjobs were still popular. <laughs> I actually know exactly what she means. What does she mean? I don't understand. <laughs> I actually read this and I was like I, I hope Jordana knows what she means. What is Because the way it's written so, with the commas, we started... Uh, okay, let me read that sentence again. We were about five months into our relationship, comma, so full, comma, finishing blowjobs were still popular. What does that mean? I don't really know what so full means, but I okay. know what the finishing blowjobs um, was still popular thing. Because I think there's a thing in, as like a woman in a relationship where it's like, that's something you're doing a lot early in the game. And then like to completion, like okay. a blowjob to completion. Right. Okay, this and is... then like as as you continue dating, maybe it's like a little foreplay, but that's not like the main. <laughs> you're not really like. OK, you need to not tell me that this is like telling me that Santa Claus doesn't exist. I can't have this. 
I mean, obviously, I, this isn't I mean, for I, everybody. To the free, to the free, to the same frequency level, like yeah, I think that's like <laughs> well, a thing. That's that's a thing. I I don't know the way she it's like says a special it, occasion to completion. So this is what I thought she meant <laughs> is that it was like to to fruish. Like I thought she was basically saying what you're saying. We get uh, we were about five months in a relationship, so full, finishing blowjobs were still popular. I don't like when people do stuff like this. I don't like when people do the thing they do and then announce it as if, so we're all not finishing blowjobs, right? And it's like, no, shut the fuck up. We're finishing blowjobs. <laughs> okay, well then keep that in mind for like planning dates. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> I'm just no. saying, like, 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 Being let's take it. No more Netflix and chill. I think you could, I think it could go the other way too. Oh, listen, I'm down. I'm going to go down with the hard hat. I'll bring my, my lunch and everything. I'll go downtown. I'm saying, I would never go on a date or write in, be like, so I was five months into my relationship. That's when going down with my girlfriend was still a thing. Am I right, boys? Like, no. I, if a guy ever said that, he'd be a monster. That was when pleasing your wife was a thing. <laughs> and it's like, why can't you just let that be your thing? Don't, it, it, to me, when she says it this way, it's like an announcement to make sure that everyone agrees unless someone like no one's going to pipe up and be like, I, I swallow still. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, actually, I thought it was, I thought it was a, it was a fairly accurate uh, um, observation. I would not say for, not for all of us but <laughs> as a trend. Well, less blowjobs. Yes. I'm two years in it. Less blowjobs. Yes. Less f- to fruition. Let's let's not make that assumption for everybody. Like let's we can all have a blowjob night. We can all have a you know, I'll go down on unite. Like let's all agree that this isn't crazy okay. to be Hashtag not all blowjobs. Hashtag exactly. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. Jared's making sure the lobby yeah. the, is I just, the lobbyist for <laughs> I, yeah, this is my this is my uh I'm gonna this is what I'm gonna put money into. I'm gonna put it on my Instagram stories. Yeah. I, I please donate. It's <laughs> It's less the I know I sound like a monster because I'm talking about blowjobs, but it's like it's just this thing of like, yeah. So we're cooking less, right, people? It's like, okay, not right, you know. Like we're not okay. So we're five months into our relationship, so full, finishing blowjobs were still popular. I roll. Um, we start getting hot, and I lay him down to give him a blowjob. It went great, and as he as he finished, I came back up, and something made me chuckle. This all happened so fast, and something white and slimy shot from my nose onto his thigh. Horrified, I at once stuck my fingers into it to feel and see if it was snot or cum. Can we just agree that both, like, what are you, uh, what's to check both, at this point? She's got to try right. <laughs> Equally un- unappealing yeah. bodily fluids. Also, equally uh, clean upable with a napkin. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> So I licked it a couple right. times. Uh, <laughs> this all happened so fast and something white and slimy shot from my nose into his thigh. Horrified, I at once stuck my fingers into it to feel and see if it was snot or cum. Yup, it was cum. As gross even, as it was. <laughs> I don't even know if I'd be able to tell just by touching it. I could tell. I, I Right? You don't think? I guess. It depends on like how like thick... Both How can viscous. be like a varying thickness. Yeah, I agree. I I guess snot would have more like um, more character to it. It could have a booger. It could have a little phlegm. 
Cum is right. just pure cum. That's the that's the white gold. You'd probably know more. I feel like I've yeah. done less cleanup after that than oh, than a man I've, has. I'm not usually inspecting. I'm usually just get it out of out of here. <laughs> cum is a tricky uh tricky bitch. Come sometimes you'll whack off and like you'll be like, where did it go? And then sometimes you'll whack off and you'll be like, man, I sprung oil. This is like never ending. And it's like, I didn't bring <laughs> enough. <laughs> it's my, you know, that's why you don't, you know, I, I don't know. We could get deep in the weeds on this. We one. need more kitchen storage containers. <laughs> <laughs> There's just not enough room. Well, do you ever, so I don't know what Mike uses, but some people are tissue people. Some people are towel people. Some that's why the sock, the sock became a thing because it envelops the whole head. So as far as cleanup is concerned, cum doesn't just like cum is like a water sprinkler. Like it just like boop, 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 boop. like it doesn't come okay. out in a straight form. I'm not going to ask him. I'm just going to maintain that level of mystery in our relationship. <laughs> but this is why the sock was so important to the cum cleanup game is because cum doesn't just come out like, you, it, you know, when you pee. You never know where it'll go. You never know. You, you When you pee, it's a stream. When you cum, it's like, it's like a kid taking his tongue and going, <laughs> like it just comes out willy-nilly. Should write a romance novel. <laughs> as gross as it was that I started out, uh, started come out of my nose. It was also hilarious. We all we couldn't stop laughing. A few months later, never have I ever. My roommate threw me under the bus in front of many strangers, saying, "Never have I ever snorted come out of my nose." Hope you enjoyed this cum shot. Has a whole new meaning. Uh, so, what do you? Th- <laughs> has this ever happened to you? Anything? Any come um, out of your nose? I mean, I've had things come out of my nose. I've never had that come out of my nose. But um, have you ever, has this ever happened to anyone you've been dating? Um, No. You know, there's different methods that, you know, and listen. I've had water come out of my nose. Like, <laughs> I've had water come. <laughs> it's a little. I, I've had, I guess I've had every type of um, blowjob, I guess. I've had the one where it's a, sw- you know, someone's a swallow person. Yeah. I've had the person who runs to the bathroom as if I just, you know, sprayed them with like, the, you know, hot sauce or some shit. <laughs> um, I've had the person who will do the hand thing like, no, you know, where they put like, don't they'll get done with it. Like, no, they don't they'll even ju- want it in the mouth, not in the mouth at all. They'll just put their hands over it, like blocking it, like, <laughs> like, like, like as if it were a gun. Like, yeah, they're like, just get it out of my face. Move it away. Yeah, as if someone's holding a BB gun to them. They're like, no, 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 mm-hmm. get, it, get it. I've had the person who's like, uh, who hands the baton onto you. Now you do what you do. You know, you clean it up. You right. take care of the ending. Um, but I've never had the out the in the mouth, out the nose scenario. That's got to suck because have you ever had something... Have you ever had like soda go in your nose or like a like a sweet drink or like a vodka soda? Or like yeah, like with... pa- it's like painful a little bit. Yeah, it's painful. Yeah. And like also now you have the smell of the smell of whatever it is. It's like sticking your nose. Now you just have like cum nose. That's fucking yeah. gross. It's the new COVID strain. Then you, you lose <laughs> your sense of smell and then that's all you can smell. Only cum. I, <laughs> I called it the snot rocket. What'd you call it? Oh, I like that. I was thinking like a loogie at first, but then that's like more spit, mm. right? I think yours is better. Snot rockets, loogie. 
the booger sugar. I don't know. Um, I, I, would you, is this a red flag or deal the, the breaker? The nosy hookup? Nosy <laughs> hookup. Yeah, I like that. Um, uh, I don't think it's either. I think it's, it's fine. Listen, if you have a, if you have a name for it, ma- post it on your Instagram story for all to see <laughs> and we'll share it on the you up yes. account. Well, re- red flag or deal breaker, this happens. And then the person does this like inspection and like, like, like it's a wine tasting or something yeah. to figure out. <laughs> there are cum sommelier. Yes. Little oaky, uh, <laughs> viscous, a lot of babies in here. Um, I, it's, it, I wouldn't care. Like this is, to me, I, I think any amount of vulnerability in the bedroom is like fun and hilarious. Like the idea that I would go home and be like, oh, can't see that chick again. Fucking my cum coming out of her nose. Like, who is she to laugh? You know, I would want to know what she was laughing about. That's a weird feeling. Having someone come up from a blowjob, be like, oh, sorry. I was so laughing so hard. I was <laughs> well, laughing I- at your penis so hard. Cum came from my nose. I mean, if it came out of the, there's a reason why something would go into your throat and then out your nose. I feel like you almost would have to be laughing. Like, when do things come out of your nose? I feel like it's when you're like having like an internal reaction yeah, or something. You're having a moment. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. there's a, she, and she, that's the part of the story that she found vague is that, or that I found vague. Um, this all happened. Oh, something know, made I, me chuckle. Something yeah, made me the- chuckle. It's like I like if I'm the boyfriend, I'm like, well, what the fuck was so funny down there? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I think if someone went down on me and then they were laughing hysteric so much so that my bodily fluids were coming out of their nose, I'd be like a little self-conscious. It's fair. Okay. Well, let me ask you a question. You're in a gate. You tell a friend, hey, holy shit, come shot from my nose onto my boyfriend's thigh. And then they go to a game of never have I ever and they use it against you. Are you mad at that friend or not? Red flag deal breaker on the friend. Um, I think I, th- I it depends like how self-conscious I was about it and how, how much I relayed that to her. If I thought if we mm. thought it was funny and it was like a joke, I don't think I'd be like that offended. Would you? I wouldn't be offended considering he was laughing with her when it happened as she right. tells the story. Um, but what th- I guess this brings on the question like. Is again, this is a we're back to the f- initial topic of this podcast with like the unfairness of male versus female. What can you tell a friend about a hookup? Like, what's fair? Ga- is it only fair game if it's you that is the loser on the end? Like, I, I'm not saying I don't mean to make her a loser, I'm just saying she's the one that has most to be embarrassed about. Come right. came from her nose, so and expect them it- to be discreet. You mean, I think you could tell a friend anything, it just depends. like... Yeah, what you expect to be kept confidential. I would have to say, yeah. don't tell anyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I mean, I'm a be bad offended. secret keep. I'm a bad secret keeper, so I could see myself doing that. <laughs> Apparently, Mike's a great one. He's keeping this this cum rag secret a real big secret. He's very discreet. <laughs> it's like a private inv- FBI. <laughs> You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little 
baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. Let, let's do another email. You ready? Yes. All right. UUP at Betches.com. Keep sending them in. We love these emails. Hi, J&J. Happy holidays. Thank you for the gift of your now twice a week podcast. Um, this is an older email, as you can tell. Um, here's a question I thought I'd ask you guys for any helpful words of advice. My family is a bit dysfunctional. I know many are, but in my personal case, my mom is diagnosed with borderline personality disorder and bipolar disorder and truly is a sickness that is very overwhelming and confusing to deal with. My father passed away when I was young, my grandmother's as well, and any other family I have... My- I have my mother has managed to push away from us with her emotional outbursts and rages ever since I was little. So in a way, they always felt like strangers to me. They also live far away. I do have a sister, but she chose to no longer be a part of my family after years of dealing with these issues with my mother. I know this subject can be heavy and personal. I'm not looking for pity as we all have cards that were dealt with. I'm just giving you context of my family dynamic for my question coming up. When it comes to dating guys, I often notice I am ashamed of talking about my family in fear they might think I have or come with too much baggage. I always hear a ton of people say they want to date someone who comes from a big and healthy family. And when people say this, it often makes me insecure knowing that I definitely do not. I love my mother, but she's had mental breakdowns in front of friends and even past boyfriends. And I always fear of mentioning her, let alone introducing her to any future boyfriends. I've managed to create an amazing and healthy support system of a big group of friends who have been in my life for 16 plus years. Having this has helped me, has helped keep me sane through all the highs and lows of my personal home situation. But still, whenever it comes to getting close to a guy, I freeze when the conversation of family comes up because I fear that it might feel too heavy for others or they might prematurely judge who I am as a person for it. I do feel like I'm a strong, positive person, but this insecurity is my Achilles heel. Any words of advice on how to approach the discussion of family, especially if it comes up on the first few dates when things in my mind should be kept light and breezy, or am I overthinking it? All my love, a true J&J fan. <laughs> well, thank you for sending in this email. It's, it is a, I think it's an important topic. I think it's, it connects with a lot of people. And this kind of, I think it, it connects with people in different ways. Like when she said, like, there are people out, like the whole family dynamic and who you're dating is very difficult. And and that's aside from the idea that this is like, quote unquote, baggage. And I don't mean to say, and we use that word on this podcast, not in a negative way. But everyone has their things that have to be revealed along the way. Right, Jordana? Right. And everyone has their own things that they like feel insecure about themselves, whether it's, again, like a family, their own mental health problems, their own issues with food or friends or, you know, I've had we've had people write in saying, I feel like I don't have any friends. What do I do? tell a person I'm dating? I feel like I don't have any, you know, I, I'm not secure with my body. How do I? how do I bring this up to a person that I'm, I'm dating? And I think the answer is sort of similar for all of these things in that it's much more about, I think the way 
if people are going to judge you, it's going to be much more about the way that you interact with these problems and the way you present them and the way they come up rather than like the problems themselves. Because I think we all expect people that we're dating to not be perfect. Yeah. I, and I think like, yeah, it's, you're not expecting to be with someone who's perfect. And it's also like, if I was on a date with someone, they were like, Hey, my mom is on. If I was on the first date with someone, they were like, yeah, my mom has these issues and, you know, my sister has is uninvolved with it, and it's kind of something that I deal with throughout my whole life. I don't know. If I would be scared away. I don't even know if I would even be like thinking on that level yet. Like, I don't even know if we trust each other enough to know these things about each other. Like, to me, it's like some of these issues that everyone has. Like, to me, you have to trust the person enough to tell them, right? Right. I think you have to trust someone enough to tell them, and then know. I think feel like you're at a point where like it's important for them to know, which I don't think is like the first date. Like yeah. I have strained relationship with my mom, let's say. And like my family has a lot of dysfunction in that too. And I mean like anyone that you're going to date, of course, that's something that they're going to want to know and want to need to interact with. But I think like if someone asks me about like something about my mom on the first date, I would just kind of like keep it light, keep it general, not like delve into so, it. So I was going to, when I read this email, because I don't want to, I, you know, I, you your family is what some would call a modern family right sure (laughs) it's like modern dysfunction yeah well well in my family is is definitely more of the basic variety nuclear nuclear or whatever so for me like i think this is interesting because if you're had if you're on a date you're on a date with mike when so when he says so what you know these things come up like right how did what was your explanation in these things? Like, was there ever a time where you felt this way or like that? Like you I, might. Yeah, no, I definitely have felt that. And I think I've, I like her. I've, I definitely could relate to this email where I felt a certain, where I've heard, you know, either from guys that I was dating or from friends who are looking to date or anyone else, like people, you know, I there, someone describes a guy, they, they come from a, a, or a girl, they come from a good family, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, they're this, they're that. And I think I, that was something in the back of that I'm not proud of my family or or don't love my family but I do think there's a sense there was always a sense of like well I have like all this a lot of this like dysfunctional and chaos within my family how do I explain that to someone um will someone be turned off from like having to deal with that and like I think the answer is kind of like yes yeah, some people will be they're just not going to be like the right match for me yeah. I haven't had anyone that I've told anything to about that was like I can't deal with this because I think that I've learned I think you have to learn how to deal with it yourself and like figuring out your own figuring out the way that you think about it and the boundaries that you have with it I think will help you when you're explaining to someone else because it only I think it can only seem scary if the person is like in the chaos with it do you know what I mean yeah and it's very it's kind of like if let's say uh let's say my father was an alcoholic Mm. right um, like, and then I, I don't, I'm dating someone and I don't say anything to them. I bring them home for the holidays and my dad goes on a drunken rampage mm. and I'm like, well, that's just dad. You know, he's like that. That to me, I think would be like the bigger red flag than someone who came to me or if I came to someone I was dating and I was like, listen, like before we, you know, before you meet my parents, like my, you should know, like my, my dad is, has, uh, you know, a little bit of an issue with drinking. I'm yeah, it's not something. It's something that like I w- wish that he would work on, and like he might say something inappropriate, and I'm really sorry in advance for that. Like you have to like. It's more about like how I think you interpret. 
yeah, the situation. I, I'm more comfortable with someone being on the side of I don't know than everything's fine. Right. Like, <laughs> I, you know, like if someone's like, like, you know, I, I like because if someone was like, yeah, you know, my dad and all this and I just we're working through it. I hope for the future. Right now it's good. It can be bad. I just have to let you know. Like, yeah, like right. that's a certain amount of vulnerability that you're showing. But like, you also have to be ready to show that vulnerability. Not everyone's someone that, like, this is where having your own taste comes in and you go, yeah, that person's not a person I'm going to share my whole life with. That's not a person I'm going to share these things with. Right. And I think, able, like, that's sort of not only, like, I think you, I, I understand her being worried about people judging her for this family issue, but I think that this is a great thing to actually judge potential partners by is their reaction to how you're mm. describing this issue. Because, again, if you're being vulnerable and you're saying, you know, I have these issues with my mom and, like, I want you to know that, like, she's, you know, she acts this way and, like, it's been a struggle for my whole life yeah. and, like, dealing with it. Um, I think that, like, someone's reaction to that will tell you if you want to date them. Yeah. If they and, seem turned off by that, maybe that should be a turnoff for you. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's the family entering in is very difficult because everyone, because you're bringing in a partner who now has, um, is like has no skin in the game, and you have tons of skin in the game. So now you're in this thing that you've already worked out. Like I notice it with my family a lot. Like I. I, you know, there's sometimes I don't say anything. Sometimes I'll say something and then you get away from your family and like your partner looks at you and goes, can you believe what just happened? <laughs> and right. you'll go, and you're like, and what, do you you, what do you mean? I, and it's like, well, this happened, that happened. And then you start thinking on, you're like, yeah, maybe I should have been more assertive or minute. And this is kind of, my dad used to say it growing up all the time. He was like, it's not, it's not the core. It's the people on the outside that tell you how much you're getting fucked. And because, you know, because in a relationship with anybody, family, friends, whatever, there's give and take. And when you give your partner who cares about you the most and wants the best for you will consider most giving as you getting screwed. And mm -hmm. that's and so that's a difficult thing to deal with, because it, whoever this person does come, you know, get to that point with. There is a point where you have to bring them in and kind of let like and and let them kind of know that dynamic as well. Know that like when your mom explodes, this is how you have been dealing with it. It might not be the right way, but it's the way it's been working. You know, like right. the this conversation is for, I don't think it's a first date conversation. I think you could say, you know, I love you know, I don't think if you're in this deep with someone on a first date, this isn't. This is why The Bachelor is an unrealistic show. Like they're like minute one, they're like, and everyone's dead, and you're like, okay, this is too much for the first day, right? Um, Thank but, you for opening up. Yeah, yeah. So, but it is something that you have to trust someone enough to be able to, you know, I I think talk things through with you and be, you know, understanding of the gives that you make for these types of relationships that aren't always the quote-unquote right thing. Do you know what I... Does that make sense or do I sound like a, an idiot? Do you mean clarify? Like, what, the, what do you mean by the right thing? Like, well, you you might have a family member that, you know, you just know is like... Everyone has that family member that's like, ah, that's Uncle Bob. That's, right. you know, whatever. And they're saying that's Uncle Bob, but Uncle Bob just said something horrifying. 
And the yeah. way that they and then the way that they get through Uncle Bob is by going, Well, that's just him. And then they laugh ten minutes later about something different. So they deal with the bad about Uncle Bob because they love Uncle Bob. Mm-hmm. Your partner has to be ready to like I think that you have to be able to like prep your partner for like these are the ways we deal with it. And they have to be able to like be on board for that too. Right. Yeah, again, I think I would only be turned off by someone who seemed to have like a complete lack of awareness of their situation and like yeah. didn't and thought it was completely normal if it wasn't. I think that would be a little more worrisome for me than someone having family issues, which I mean, I can relate to or any other ins- again, any other insecurity like it's about how it displays itself sure. to them and how you are managing it. Yeah, I guess the point I that is that like I think the point also is just that this whole dynamic is hard no matter what's going on in your life. Like, no matter how serious... Like, your mom's issues are, sound pretty serious and sound like they're hard to deal with. But it's not easy for anyone else. When, you, when someone's like, I want a big, happy family. No one's just, you know, moving in with the Brady Bunch and everyone hugging. It, it, that's just not how it works. Right. And I mean, some people are luckier than others. They have some people have, like, more, you know, of a more cohesive functional family dynamic those people are usually pretty boring yeah (laughs) (laughs) let's do some uh red flag deal break are you ready i'm ready send them in uup at betches.com uup at betches.com hit it red flag or deal breaker the person sleeps with an airplane neck pillow on a regular basis while in bed I, I guess I'm more and more getting into this because now, like, since Jess and I moved in, it's not like cuddle hour. Like, like I make fun of Jess because, like, a, like when she goes to bed, she'll like start inching towards the front of the bed like a dog, and it's like, I, I and sometimes I'll be like, goodbye, see you tomorrow. Like, and and she has her way of sleeping. I have my way of sleeping, and so if someone had an airplane neck pillow, I would be more like freed up. I'd be like, wow. I can More like do my own on the bed thing. For my pillows. What's that? More real estate on the bed for your pillows. Absolutely. More real, more real estate. Also, like, there's no like, uh, should I be cuddling now? Should I be? You know, they're doing. There's no, you know, confusion of emotions. Right. Their neck is already surrounded by something soft. You can feel free to do your own thing. I can do my pillow V formation that I'm into. Pillow V formation. It's like a cheerleading move. That's right. I, I take them right in a V and I put my head right in the middle. What what, what do you think, Jordana? I think it's fine. As uh, as bad habits go, I think that's fine as long as they didn't insist on leaving it out. You know, if, if we were showing anyone the home, <laughs> I'd want it to be hidden. What, a, what if you're on a first date and you're like, come home with me. This has been the best time. And you bring the person home and then all of a sudden you you're like... You have sex, and then you get done. You hear in the darkness, you hear. They're blowing up the neck pillow. They're blowing up, and you're like, what is that? And they pull out of their, they had pulled out of their pocket like a, you know, a, a Delta blow up pillow. What do you think? It's Delta. It's not even like a premium, you know. Well, it's like expense. that felt material. I, they don't give them out on Delta flights, but like, you know, that felt material that's like kind of not felt. Yeah. Okay. It's one of those. It's like one of those. Yeah. I think I'd be, I'd have to like make fun of them and see how they reacted, but um, I think I'd be okay with it. I'd be cool with it too. I'd be like, I I, look at that confidence. Like the fact that you walk around everywhere just in case you sleep out with a (laughs) neck pillow is fucking great. 
Who, how many other girls have you shown this neck pillow to? <laughs> they show up to the second date drunk. Uh, I think I'd be out. I'd be like very turned off by that if they were like visibly drunk well, and I wasn't. That's the thing. How drunk were you? You know, that that's where the, the, the like, are they sleeping at the table? I'm out. Are they not? sociable like are you beyond being sociable i'm out because that means you didn't even care about talking i've done this i think i've gotten drunk and <laughs> shown up to a date why and by accident i think i just got ahead of myself i got by accident like showing up from like drinking during the day and like okay you know if you're not on the same level as the person drinks wise it's not fun it's definitely not fun to be like the sober person who's like there and then they're with, you're with someone who's people who are drunk when you're extremely sober. I mean, some people can Brutal. handle it. I find it very annoying. Um, the whole, you want to be like on the same level, like you could get there yeah. together. But and I know a lot of people before a date will take a shot, will have a glass of wine, whatever they do, and that's when it can get away from you. Right. Um, because then it's like, that's when you get to like drink three, and you're like, how? Did, but showing up to the date drunk, like that's how people get to like drink three and then get too drunk. Yeah, it's like the point of the date is to get to know you. So, like, mm. is that who you is that who you want me to get to know? Yeah, and also if you're showing up drunk, then like, what's going? Where do you go from they, here? Here's where either it's a problem and they have a drinking problem, or they went out during the day with friends. Like this happens. Yeah. This happens on like Sunday Saturday dates when it's like I went and watched football. This happens to guys a lot where it's like they went and watched football and the woman's like, okay, we're getting, we're going to do Sunday dinner because, or drinks. And then they show up and they're like, oh, the Patriots won. And like they're all fucked up. And th that's where I kind of look at it and I go, I, if, if a woman was like, I have like texted me and was like, Hey, I would come with you. Like, I would hope that they would get ahead of it and be like, I was day drinking. I didn't see today going where it yeah. went. Um, I'm drunk right now. I don't want to do a second date like this. Can we reschedule? I would be okay with that. If they just showed, now you're their babysitter. I'd be like, ah, I'm not going to really sign up for this if they didn't even think to like, at least cancel on me. Get me out of it. Right. I agree. I think it would be like a very large turnoff, especially like if you had a good first date, it'd be like very disappointing. Totally. All right. Red flag or deal breaker. They end every sentence with an exclamation point. Seriously, see attached. I called him out twice. It, it already irks me that my boss does this. I don't need it from the person I might be dating. Also, to turn this into a lifestyle question, please help in addressing this pet peeve slash blatant disregard for public for proper punctuation. So. Okay. Let me start by saying the tone of that email to us makes me think I'm going to disagree with them. Right. I mean, read that email again, please, for the people at home. That was like, this person's mad because they sent actual screenshots. Yeah. This blatant disregard for pop proper punctuation is like a little bit aggressive. A, I have to so say. So let's read the text. So you're the guy. I'm the guy. And is this um, both him or are they? I don't know if it's two separate people because it's like one looks like a dating app conversation and the other one looks like... Yeah, let's start with the dating app conversation. Okay, so I'll be him. Okay. Cool. I live in Astoria, Queens. <laughs> I'm talking like this because they all have exclamation points. I love Manhattan, but not for living. 
Will you stay in city for Thanksgiving? Oh, no, hold on. That one had just a question mark. So will you stay in city for Thanksgiving? <laughs> the rents are amazing. Yes, dinner with friends. You? Well, we rented a cabin in PA for four days, and we're going to have a short trip. Do you always use this many exclamation points? Ha ha. I don't know why I use it. That uh, Ha ha. I don't know why I use it much. LOL. Okay, he did even. I like him because he pushed through. She was like, "Do you yeah. use this many exclamation points?" And he didn't really use a lot. They may have been misplaced, but it wasn't like there were like seven at the end of the sentence. It was one exclamation one point per thing. One yeah. per thing. We'll post it on the you up. We can put it on the uh, Instagram. Yeah, we'll account, put it right? on the story. Yeah. So let's go to the text. All right. Ah, it's cold outside. <laughs> I just took my COVID test and got home. yeah it's travel advisory for pa as we're going to have a short trip there for holiday oh i didn't know that when do you get results because of the holiday it was too crowded and i was on the line for two hours it takes five days but they gave me a letter that i could have uh, could have a proof in hand that i took the test you're really into exclamation points aren't you well, it was just for having a safe. Well, it was just for having a safe trip. I don't have any symptom. It, it looks like he just ignored <laughs> it. <laughs> it is funny to put exclamation points after all when your you COVID like texts. Well, yeah. well, I I have to assume she's reading it like that because she's yeah. so, uh, like I, I she's so like uh, uh taken aback by it. But like, <laughs> like these do seem like uh, excessive, but like. I don't know. He's I don't think it's that big of a deal. He seems excited. I mean, excited. I'm a big exclamation point guy just to show that like I'm here for the conversation. Yeah, me too. I actually do more exclamation points like in an email than I would ever actually emote out loud be almost to make up for it because I know that I'm not like that peppy. Sure. So my my texts and my exclamations have like way more excitement when you read them than I it's like the op it's like because you would probably think I'd be like more uppity than I am, but I'm actually the opposite. <laughs> well, I, I would also say that most of the exclamation points are just to let people know I'm not mad or let the people right. know that I'm like on board with them. Like, I know there's no reason for her to think that he's mad in these conversations. Like, ah, it's cold outside. Like, ah, it's cold outside. Okay, I'm cool with the exclamation point there. I just took my COVID test and got home. Didn't need one there. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's travel advisory for PA as we're going to have a short trip for there for the holiday. I guess that could be take that could go either way. Uh, because the holiday was too crowded and I was online for two hours. Yeah, that's a pretty, you can use one that that'll allow it. Yeah, that's cool. It takes five days, but they gave me a letter that could have proof in hand that I took the test. That's one that's more informational. <laughs> like, hey, I, I, I don't have the pandemic virus. Like, <laughs> kind of a. I think I'd rather this than like no emo- emotion in the yeah, text. Like, I find that's going to be like, because you're kind of like, oh, like, are you mad at me? Are you mm-hmm. like just answering to answer? Like, give me like, something. I, this does seem like more effort. And even though it's clearly not like real effort, but it. It does give me that vibe, so I'm kind of into it. Also, let me, let me, I mean, she sent us two conversations. The first one from the app, she's talking, like, this guy's 
making an effort and you're worried about his exclamation points. Like, yeah. to me, you're being a little bit miserable and he's being excitable and fun and first date Johnny. Like, like right. Like, and I know, could, could I possibly date someone with poor punctuation? Like, this isn't about punctuation. It's not like he's writing, doing question marks when there shouldn't be a question mark. Like, exactly. it's just an excitement level. You're being it's a little judgmental. It's him trying to show that he's excited to be talking to you. And every chance that he's been, like, if I was him, I'd be like, like, you're really into exclamation points, are you? And it's like, uh, yeah, I just, you know, wanted to show you I'm excited to talk to you. Like, I don't know how he answers that without, like, I, I guess there could be a joke there where it's like, I guess I, it's not like he used eight of them. That's like in a row. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, I, I think this is just him trying to show he's happy to talk to her. But I, I don't know. I, I, I think if you've like, to me, I'm turned off by the questioner and less the guy. Right. So deal breaker on sending the email in the first place. Yes. <laughs> red flag on the exclamation points. Exactly. Well, we solved dating again, Jordana. We did it once again. There we go. We're yeah. we're here for you, baby. The and this is the time of year you need a podcast most. Other podcasts take a week off, not us. Let me tell you, three years never taken one week off. You're welcome. That's right. Fifty two weeks a year. We're seven eleven a podcast or whatever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we never close. Higher quality. Anyway. So share it. But we'll be back next episode. Bye. Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back, bringing us another scandalous and sexy season. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. In season three, longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy odds and expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as famed gossip writer Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton now, only on Netflix. Betches.